Hi guys, this is Tony. Uh, we welcome you to Tony Henley Ministries again. Uh, this week we're going to be talking a little bit more about Titus. The book of Titus, how Paul began to direct Titus to, uh, to set things in order um, when he left him in Crete. Uh, last week we talked about a little bit about one wife and children that are faithful. Um, I hope we explained some things on that. Um, this week we're going to talk about, um, we're going to look at verses uh, 7. And um, when uh, Paul is talking, again, I want to just kind of uh, regress a little bit. And hopefully I covered this earlier. But the thing about it is when you look in the scripture, um, he talks about a bishop or an elder. Uh, they're both uh, two different positions. They're both leadership positions. But they both um, have the same qualifications. In other words, they, um, you know, they serve in the body of Christ but he's given them the same qualifications. And in verse 7, he says, For a bishop must be blameless as the steward of God, not self-willed, not soon angry, not given to wine, no striker, not given to filthy lucre, but a lover of hospitality, a lover of good men, sober, just, holy, temperate men or things. And then he goes on about in verse 9, holding fast the faithful word as he hath been taught that he may be able by, the, by sound doctrine both to exhort and to convince the, the gainsayers as in, as, you know, in teaching. Um, so we're going to focus this week on, uh, we're going to look at two characteristics. I just want to make a point too is, you know, when Paul begins to give the um, uh, qualifications, he starts off with, the negative. In other words, he's you know this uh, these leaders are not to be um, you know uh, angry, arrogant. They're not to be given to wine, striker. But then he talks about but they're supposed to be lovers of hospitality, of good men, sober, just. So then he gives positive attributes too. And we look at a negative one here today. Um, we look at the word self-willed. Self-willed. Um, when you look in the uh, Strong's Concordance, uh, self-willed means arrogant. And um, one of the d definitions for arrogant is uh, some similar words are haughty, conceited, uh, self-important, opinionated. Um, one definition says that having or revealing an exaggerated sense of one's own importance or abilities. You know, you think about that. So as leaders, we're called not to be arrogant. You know, one of the qualifications there was not self-willed, not arrogant. You know, when I think self-willed, I think of people that have self in mind all the time. And as leaders, we're, we're always looking to others. We're always, now that doesn't mean we don't take care of ourselves, but we're always looking to help others. Um, we're not, you know, maybe you're in a leadership position because you've accomplished something. Maybe you have a history. Maybe you've done some great things. Um, unfortunately, a lot of times people are unable to take compliments in the sense that um, people will uh, pat them on the back and they'll talk about their prior accomplishments. And what comes with that, if we're not mature, because I believe mature leaders aren't going to be conceited or arrogant or self-willed. They're not going to be, you know, look at themselves um, above others. And as leaders, we, we don't want to ever be arrogant. You know, I, years ago, when, when, I, when I first got saved, uh, well, I got saved as a teenager, but I, I got away from the Lord for about, um, 
oh, about 10 years. And when I came back to the Lord, I was in my, uh, my mid to late twenties. I was, I was probably 26, 27 years old. And I, um, um, knew that God had already called me to ministry. I knew that, uh, God had called me to preach. I knew that, uh, that call was on my life at 17 years old. And I believe that's why I got off track because the enemy just really attacked me. But, uh, when I came to the Lord, I, um, one of the things I, I, I was very blessed with is I had some, uh, my first, my spiritual father, Mitchell Waters, was a man that was very, um, um, he, he was able to, how do I say this? He was able to, he had the ability to take, to trust me or to take a chance on me preaching in his pulpit. But he, and he would teach me and he would talk to me. My second pastor um, was also, a, um, you know, he was my teacher and he, he taught me a lot about ministry on how to minister to people and be sensitive to the Holy Spirit. But what comes with that, what comes with ministry, when I, and again, I, I had only been back to the Lord about six months. I was very hungry. I was reading the Word of God. I was studying the Word of God. I was, man, I was taking online courses. I was doing everything and anything. I felt like I was trying to play catch up for a long time. And um, as I was um, seeking the Lord and studying and uh, begin to preach and teach God's Word, um, you get a lot of accolades. People would compliment you. Oh, that's a great sermon, Pastor. That was a great word, Brother Tony. Oh, I just so, man, God is just using you. You know, you're, and um, thankfully, I had uh, been listening to some uh, CDs of a minister that was ministering down at a Bible college, and he had uh, talked about, you know, giving God the glory. It's not that you. Um, don't take the compliment. You should thank people for the compliment. But then what has to happen a lot of times, or for me, when I would go to prayer, because, um, man, I mean, ministering to people was such a, uh, such a rewarding thing, but also such a weighty thing. And what I mean by that is, you know, people, when you're leading them, especially from a pulpit and preaching and laying hands on and and, and talking to them about the things of God, uh, when I say it's weighty, it's, it's a big deal. You know, if God is using you as his uh, mouthpiece, to me, I felt like, oh my gosh, this is such an honor, but I, I don't want to miss it. And so for me, what I would do when I would go to prayer is I would say, Lord, I, I thank you for showing up. Lord, all those attaboys, are, they're for you, Lord, because you're the one that was working through me. And I found that, when I spent time with God and I, and I acknowledged that he's the one that was working through me and I studied, um, I prepared, but without the Holy Spirit, it would just be a word. But when the Holy Spirit showed up, when I preached, it would be more of a, um, it would, it would have more impact on the people's lives. And so for me, I, early on, I began to just thank God for that. Begin to talk to the Lord and just, just um, acknowledge that you know He He was working in me and through me. You know, when we talk about leaders not being arrogant, you know, not being conceited or, or self-important or opinionated, you know, you can have an opinion, but a lot of times leaders will. Um, we talk about self-willed or opinionated. They will think their way is the only way. And don't get me wrong, you, you should you should be leading. Uh, but you should be leading the correct way. I, what I found in leadership, 
for me anyway, is that when I would have a uh, task or something we were going to accomplish, you know, I, I didn't always have all the pieces to that um, job. I didn't have all the ability to accomplish everything. And but everybody, but I realized everybody around me possessed the skills. Coupled with my skills, we could work together and accomplish great things. So their input was important. Um, we, we were, we're not talking about a leadership that has three or four heads. We're talking about leadership that is collaborative, that is working with the people. That um, if you don't know something, ask. You know, it's okay as a leader not to know everything. You know, I always used to say, um, I might not have the answer, but I will find the answer. Whatever that looks like, you know, or wherever that is. And so we, we need to, as leaders, not to become arrogant. Not to become uh, the self-willed, haughty person that thinks we're above everybody else. You know, there was a book years ago on leadership that talked about um, smelling like the sheep. And if you don't walk amongst the people, you don't smell like them. You know, and um, so we, we just want to, you know, we want to guard ourselves. You know, what does the scripture says? It takes, you know, a man, um, you know, when, when he thinks he stands, takes heed lest he fall. Because, you know, when you come to that place where you feel like you're accomplishing it, I think that's when arrogance comes in. Um, so then the, the next part, I want to talk about um, another um, aspect here, and that is angry. He says, not soon to, to angry or to be anger. Uh, Strong says that means to, um, you know, not to be prone to anger. Um, you know, the thing about it is, is uh, there's a lot of times we act like anger is not a legitimate emotion. Well, you know, he was angry, man. He's an angry person. Um, and we uh, uh, dismiss them. But the reality is, is um, anger is a legitimate emotion. But um, the Bible says be angry and sin not. We got, we got to not be quick to anger towards people. The thing about leadership, people will let you down. Circumstances will um, shift on you where you thought you were going to, you know, the ship was going to go a certain way and then something else came up and it went a different way. Um, there'll be times where, um, you know, you you just, um, or even yourself, you miss it. You know, we, we want to be not soon to anger, not prone to anger. Um, when we look at the, the word in Strong's here, it, it gives you a couple more definitions. It talks about the natural uh, disposition, temper, or character, um, movement or agitation of the soul, impulse, desire, any violent emotion, anger, wrath, and indignation, anger exhibited in punishment, hence used... For punishments itself, for punishing himself, a punishment inflicted um, by magistrates. So, anger is something we have to be really careful with. Um, you know, there's a, there's a holy anger. We can be angry at um, the devil. I think that's the one we should be angry at. We can be angry at um, circumstances sometimes, but but this is not being quick to be angry. You know, I I've worked with leaders that. Um, we're quick to be angry. Um, you had to be very careful how you talk to them. You had to be very careful how you approach them because you knew, you know, whatever mood they were in that day, that's what you were going to get. And a lot of times it was anger. Um, the thing is, is as leaders, we can't be prone to anger, to lash out at people. And one of the things I want to say about anger too is, 
a lot of times as leaders, if we get angry towards somebody, a lot of times we'll take it out on them in other ways. You know, maybe we'll not promote them or maybe we'll not support them in whatever cause they're trying to accomplish. And when we look at anger, you know, we, we need to bridle that thing because that's an emotion you need to handle. Usually anger is something that's going on in your own life. Um, I found, you know, I used to use this example and I use it right now is, you know, when I, when I find a lot of angry people, especially uh, leadership or um, in the church, they're usually people that have been hurt. Uh, you know, one time years ago, I remember um, driving my car and I, um, I pulled up to a stop sign. It was late at night. I was coming home from church. I pulled up to a stop sign and uh, when I started to, uh, I looked down and then uh, as I pressed the gas to go forward, I didn't realize, but a dog had walked out in front of me and I hit this dog. It's a big dog. And I pulled over real quick and I got out and it was like a Rottweiler, it was real dark. And when I started to walk back to see if it was alive, the dog stood up, it shook itself off and you could tell it was a scruffy, rough looking dog. And then it began to, to growl and bark at me and want to bite me. And you know, that's how a lot of people are when they're hurt. They want to bite people. They want to hurt people. They get angry at other people because of their own insecurities. And the reality is, is you know, as leaders, we need, to, we need to keep that in check. You know how you do that? You go to God in prayer. You get God's word in there. You begin to confess you're not angry. You begin to picture yourself not being angry. You begin to to um, learn how to respond. You know, when I went to the army, uh, my mom used to tell me in basic training, she said, count to 10 and then count to 10 again. You know, and the, the principle is, is, you know, just think before you talk. You know, sometimes you can be in a meeting and somebody can say something, do something. They can um, totally out of line and you can be angry, but you don't have to show it. You know, you can walk away from that and then uh, deal with it and then come back and handle it. So I just want to encourage you, you know, these are two traits we looked at today. Um, not being self-willed or arrogant, not being quick to anger. Um, again, you know, as I, we're teaching this, we're not looking for perfect people. We're, we're trying to become Christ-like. We're following after Christ. So I just want to encourage you, you know, do a self-examination. You know, do, am I quick to get angry? I was like that way for a long time, and sometimes I still can be. Um, so for me, I'm always having to check myself. Oh, don't get angry. Sometimes I have to walk away. I have to pray about it. I have to talk to the Lord about it. And then I have to address it. But you know what? Check yourself. Um, if you become an arrogant or pompous, maybe you become, you know, you're in a leadership position first time and people are finally listening to you. And now all of a sudden you're becoming, you know, the, the pride is starting to come in. Be careful with that. You know, I believe it's in first giant John that says there's, you know, there's three areas of sin that come in. One is the um, lust of the flesh. One is uh, um, uh, lust of the eyes. And I think that the third one was the pride of life. Pride is that subtle thing that sneaks in. So just take that time, examine yourself. Ask the Lord, Lord, if there's any of this in me, help me work through it. Anyway, I hope this helps you. Uh, this is Tony Henley again. You can go to our website, TonyHenley.org. Um, if you want to sponsor us, if you want to uh, donate, you can go to our website and you can do it through PayPal or you can go to our anchor site as well and um, that would be appreciated. God bless.